Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to the Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Listen, I'm not against megachurches either, but if megachurches were the answer to the problems in the world, the whole world would be saved because we have a lot of megachurches. And, and I'm not against megachurches either. I'm not against anything um, of, 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 of anything of the Lord. And I believe megachurches um, are, you know, are of the Lord. They're, they're doing a lot of good. But, sure. but, but Barbara Yoder said something to me a few years ago. She says, small is the new big. So, you know, there's something about having a community. In the book of Acts, they had house churches. That was what they did. They, they knew each other. And there's something that the Lord is doing in this hour with family where he's really bringing And Scott Neary is preaching on this big time right now. But really, the Lord is, is bringing together people who really know each other. And, and we can't really discern something completely with one encounter. But sometimes we can. Sometimes, sometimes we just know somebody is bad news. But sometimes it, it takes a, just a little while of relationship to really judge. I don't think that most of the time, for example, you can go to a church one time and really get a feel for what's going on there. You know, people come to Awakening House of Prayer and they feel the movement of the Holy Spirit, and they want to become members right away. And I always say, why don't you come for a little while and make sure you really jibe with me, because I'm going to say some hard things. I'm going to right. bring some people in to preach that that, that are very uh, forward in, the, in terms of uh, speaking the truth in love. But, you know, we have to understand that God in this hour— He's drawing lines, and and I want to be on the right side of God, Derek. And I know sure. you do too, and I know that you are. And we're seeing revival break out in Texas, and that's that's God. That's what God wants in this hour: Texas revival, Florida revival. Amen. 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 You, you know, uh, <clears throat> you're talking about kind of the smallest and new, the new big. We we saw that coming uh, about four years ago. I was in a conversation with a prophet. I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Adam Thompson and Adrian Bill. Oh, they wrote sure. the divinity code. Yeah, good friends of ours, and they've been spiritual mentors in our lives for for a while. And and uh, one of them, I can't, I think it was uh, Adrian had had made the comment. He said that the day of the megachurch is over. 
And he said, it's not that megachurches won't exist, but but very few of them will exist. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't saying they're bad. And, and I, I don't think anybody's saying they're bad. I, I love the megachurch. I think that they have a chance to do a lot of good. Sure. Um, but the reality is, is that people value relationship and they can't find relationship in that big environment. That's right. Uh, and and I saw that when we tried to make the shift from being a community driven church to an apostolic ministry. Um, that was one of the mistakes we made, you know, because we all make mistakes in ministry. And, and sometimes sure. you're, you, you're you throw it up against the wall to see if it sticks. And then and then when it, you know, you, and then you figure it out from there. What what, do, what should we do different? And then one thing we did different is we didn't under we, we took away the value that the community style church had to try to substitute it with more of this um, kind of structured apostolic, you know, kind of, um, I don't know, militant almost, you know, not, not militant in a way as overbearing, but just like, this is who we are. We're church like an army, this, that, and the other. And we mm. disvalued the church like a family. And and now I noticed, um, and, and we're in the understanding that you cannot take that relationship, that church like a family out of the equation because people value relationship. And um, in the GOAT churches, by the way, they don't like that relationship because relationship has a mentality of accountability and that accountability has to start from the pulpit down. And in GOAT churches, anybody in the pulpit in those GOAT churches don't like to be held accountable. That's right. And will never, will never, never, never admit to struggle, temptation or anything. It's their way or the highway. Um, they won't be held accountable. They won't come under correction. They won't. There's none of that. And that's why um, they disvalue relationship is because they don't want that. Yeah, they don't they don't want the accountability. And I know you have accountability in your life. I have lots of it in my life as well. And I see it as a safety net because really, truly, I do not want to be deceived. And the nature of deception is that you don't know that you're deceived. And the goat apostles, the goat pastors, the goat Christians, they don't know they're deceived. They don't know. They don't know because if they did, I know that they love the Lord. But the problem is, is that goat preachers, pastors, whoever, they begin to treat the sheep very poorly. This is where you get into the realm of spiritual abuse because they're more interested in building their kingdom and their name, their platform, than they are building disciples, building local churches, building family. And this is uh, a real, real issue. It's been an issue since, since the days of the Bible. God addressed spiritual abuse in the Bible. And so this is nothing new, but I came out of spiritual abuse many, many years ago. I guess it's been about 10 years ago now that I came out of, and I I know other leaders in the body of Christ who've been very vocal about this issue of spiritual abuse, but goat leaders don't want the accountability because they, they, they just, they're a kingdom and they're an island to themselves. So when you see leaders right. who aren't running with people, they don't cooperate with people, they don't have any other speakers into their church ever, um, that's, an, that's an issue. I understand some pastors, look, don't let me put balance on this. I know some pastors, they have a small budget. They don't have anybody to bring in. They can't get the ones they want to come in because they can't pay the giant honorarium. I get it. But generally speaking, you know, it's healthy for a church to have other voices. It's healthy for people to hear other perspectives. So if your pastor is telling you you're not allowed to go to that conference with Dr. Cindy Trim in South Florida, why? Why? Why can't you do that? Why aren't you allowed right. to do that? And so, you know, you know, goat leaders are want you to be accountable to them, but they're not accountable to anybody else. And again, to me, accountability is really a safety net. 
Yeah, it's so good. You know, I, I remember when, when we had coffee, you know, in, in LA, one of the things I said to you about, you know, wanting a relationship, you know, you know, we were wanting to come in a relationship with you was because we wanted to be part of something that was bigger than ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and just to be honest, to be transparent, which is missing a lot in the body, yep. <laughs> transparency, but I know who I am and I know that, that I'm a charismatic person and I know that I have the ability it's in me to be deceived. I mean, because yep. by my, but not necessarily by, by other people, but even by myself mm-hmm. to be deceived by myself and begin to build my own kingdom and slip into error. Um, and I don't want that to happen. And so that's why I put safety nets up. Like you said, it was a safety net. It is, it is a safety net. I want to surround myself with people that are not afraid to tell me no. Surround mm-hmm. myself with people that aren't afraid to say, hey, Derek, I think, you know, this is getting out of control. Or I think, you, you know, hey, have you prayed about this? Or, you know, um, what do you think of it? You know, whatever it looks like, you know, I see it as a positive thing to, to have people over you that aren't afraid to correct you. And because correction is, a, a, it's not a bad thing. It's a, you know, correction comes through the lens of love. It's, it's Jesus' way of loving us and calling us up in, in, into something that's better than what we're walking in. And, uh, you know, we, we have, I mean, I, one of the things that we've been doing for the last 10 years is rescuing people out of cults. And, wow. you know, I just went, just went around and around with, with this particular cult over the last, uh, oh, probably four or five months now. And, uh, man, they just curse. They, people want to leave and they say, no, you're going to get cancer. If you leave, you're going to die of cancer. And if you yep. leave this, if you leave, that's going to look, that's spiritual abuse. That's, yeah. that's, that's a goat mentality. That's people that are afraid. And, and that's why I say you, you made an interesting point. You know, church is not letting their people go to some place. I've never in any of our churches, you know, we planted 15 churches. I know people planted a lot more than that. out of the 15 churches we've planted. I've never well, I used to before when I was deceived, but in the yeah. past seven years, I've never told people that they couldn't go somewhere. I had to, I had to believe that I have, I have equipped my people with an ear to hear him to where if they hear a deception, that they know it and they run. Yeah. Um, because typically it's out of a spirit of fear and control um, that people don't want their people to go to another church. Well, what if they like it more and they stay? Well, then yep. they stay. Yep. They were never yours to begin with. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me, yep. you know? Um, let them go, you know, and um, it, it, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I'm glad you said that. Amen. 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 Well, listen, Derek, you've got a, a film coming out from the dead yep. and we're going to be together in Los Angeles in July. Before we sign off, would you tell them about this film and how they can uh, get involved and how they're going to be able to watch it and all the good stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, the, the history of it is uh, the short, the very short version is uh, you know, I, I used to be a criminal. I was an international drug dealer and weapons trafficker and, um, you know, uh, just did a lot of horrible things. I worked across the border, lived across the border and um, became a chronic drug addict, died of an overdose. Um, I felt hell come for me. And then Jesus walked in the room. I said, if you save me, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And he breathed his breath into me and I was resurrected. And and I went on to, to raise, you know, three other people from the dead. And of course, for all the religious people, I know it's not me. It's Jesus. And yes. Me, but, <laughs> but he partnered with me to do it. And, and I was obedient and said yes. And and um, so at one point, uh, Bethel was going to do this teaching series. And they wanted me to participate with David Hogan, Heidi Baker. And for whatever reason, funding got cut. And we said, hey, let's make a movie about this. And so 
we spent, that's how I met you originally was yep. in, in Oklahoma, I think, or Texas, one or the other. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, was to interview you for the movie. That's how we met. And, and we, we traveled for three years, uh, interviewing big names and little names, people you've never heard of people you have heard of about this subject. And now, uh, we're, we're nearing the, the very end and we have the Hollywood premiere, uh, July 25th. And, and the following night, we're doing an impartation meeting where people are going to have hands laid on them and, and just impart people. It's going to be like a thousand people of that. But um, the Hollywood premiere, if they want to come, you know, that they can they can go to my page, my ministry page, Derek Gates Ministries. Um, there's a link there. They can go in and find out all the info. But it, it is a dynamic movie that just shares stories, um, the truth about does God do this and why does he do it? And um, I, I, I really think it's going to change the dynamics of, of what people think about the radical things like raising the dead. God is still doing this thing in, in today. You know, it, it's not something that was first century. It's something he's still doing today. Amen. Amen. He is. And I'm looking forward to being out there. I will be in London next week. I should be in D.C., New York, and I'll be in London. We have three houses of prayer in London, just getting off the ground, one in Windsor, one in South Croydon, one in Redford, which is where the pilgrims came from when they wanted to come to America. And so I'll be there doing a school of the prophets and seers next week. Get involved in that if you can, jenniferleclair.eventbrite.com. And if you're in South Florida, make sure you come see us at Awakening House of Prayer. I cannot promise you donuts, but I can promise you that the Holy Spirit will be there. And if you listen closely, you will hear him. Amen. God bless you, Derek. Thank you so much for being on the broadcast with me. I appreciate God bless it. You. All right. See you Love later. You. Love you. Too. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or so into Operation Liberation, our missions arm at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.